Hey, Naomi. Hey, Bex. What do cannibals do at weddings? I don't know. What do cannibals do at weddings? Toast to the bride and groom. <laughs> oh, what a final one for the season. I know, I was saving it. I thought it would uh, would be great for this one. Yeah, I think so too. I've been previewing like a bunch of them and uh, jokes, all great this season, yeah, but this might I, be my favourite one. <laughs> that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad I ended on a high. <laughs> shall, shall we do the thing? Yes, please, let's do it. I hope you don't mind if I say that I love you Cause there's so many ways that I want to Welcome Welcome to to Wedding Wedding Bells! Bells. I'm Bex! And I'm Naomi. And I got it right this time and we're here to talk about (laughs) wedding movies! Yes we are because it's one week until your wedding. I I can't believe it. (laughs) I, same. You know, uh, actually same. It's, I can't believe it's already here. I can't believe we're yeah. already through our capsule series. Uh, I, I can't know. believe this is, yeah, this is the last time that I'm mm-hmm. Bex, as in Bex Sherwood, uh, for one of our podcasts. So, I know. Oh, oh, I have to get you like a fancy new intro. Oh, oh, oh. no, it's still just Bex. Just Bex. <laughs> I know it's so exciting though. Like I can't believe it's only a week away. It's I know wild. I'm, I'm stressed, but only about mm. things that I can't change. So it's like I'm not like busy. <laughs> I'm just like anxious. You know, I just want yeah. the weather to be nice. But then I'm getting married in Scotland. But you know, it's mm. June, so maybe I don't know. It's just uh, you know, I can't believe I can't believe we're here. It's uh, I'm a little. <laughs> I I'm very. Yeah, two and a half years feels like nothing. Now you're on the other side of it. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, you're sorted. It's it's just the weather. It's all we've got to like hope yeah. for, right? Like, And ultimately, if it rains, it rains. There's nothing I can do about it. It's fine. Exactly. Out of your so, control. Yeah. The, at this point, everything kind of is now out of my control. Like, there's nothing mm-hmm. I can really, like, if something goes wrong this week, then, uh, well sounds like a whoever's responsible for that problem <laughs> like that is uh very much out of my hands now mm-hmm. you know if something happens with a the venue they got to figure that out if something happens with the outfits whoever's outfit it is got to figure it out yep uh, you know i could i can only do so much you can and you've done most of it so i, you know. I have done quite a lot yeah but it's I, I, fine like yeah take my hat off to you because like yeah I've, I've heard bits and pieces over the last couple of years and have spoken to some other friends that are also getting married in the next couple of months and it just mm-hmm. ooh, it sounds so many, intense. So so many things you gotta make decisions about that you don't give a fuck about. Mm-hmm. Like picking table names was just one that was so <laughs> randomly hard for no reason. It's like, well you don't want to number the tables because then what if people at table ten think that they're less important than people at table oh one? My God. I mean you already have to rank your friends to have a bridal party and shit and it's like oh this is some <laughs> This is some carnage. This is not what I mean. Like, you know, this is MySpace top eight all over again. Oh, God, yeah, the pressure. The pressure is real. I can't believe you can't number the tables in case people feel less important. That is wild well, to me. Is that why people a... pick naming conventions? Is that the thing? I think so. That's what, that was my, I mean, maybe I'm just hella paranoid. I don't want to cause anyone offence. But yeah, I mean, I, d- I don't know. I, it's definitely like a thing, but yeah, it, table names was surprisingly hard to come up with something that wasn't like 
that was relevant, you know? Yeah. It didn't just feel really random and shit. <gasps> oh my um, god, could I guess your table name theme? Can I? Can I? Sure. Can yeah. I? Is it D&D? It is not D&D. Oh, it's not D&D. Okay. Yeah. Um, is it... Uh, oh my god, what's the full name of your other RPG? Vampire. Is it Vampire it the Masquerade? It is not Vampire the Masquerade. It's not Vampire the Masquerade. Oh, uh, to be fair, I did... I did seriously consider it, but like <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade, this is so irrelevant to the movie we're talking about. Whatever. Vampire the Masquerade is very dark, not really mm. wedding appropriate, um, True. but like I definitely did uh, consider it. <laughs> but yeah, it's hard. You don't want to put purple on the Malkavian table or Nosferatu. Like that's rude, right? You can't, who wants to sit at the Nosferatu table? I mean, um, great place to put all your elder yeah. relatives, no? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they probably wouldn't like that very anyway well i, I can, unless you want to guess again i'm happy to spill the beans okay one one more guess is it okay. christmas movies it is not christmas movies no another good contender another great contender um th- this is the only thing that we're still having our harring about so we, we've decided we're going for mm-hmm. songs that we like stuff which is really cute so then it means mm-hmm. we can have like the album covers there's the art for the table and stuff oh that there's one table that i might call felice navidad <gasps> please fully committed to it but i haven't uh. not it i've got the stuff to do it but maybe uh-huh. i'm a coward no i think i'm gonna do it i think we'll do it it'll be fine you should do you it can, you should definitely yeah. do it I, like... I really think i should actually the more i think about it the more i'm like <laughs> yeah it seems appropriate i think so I yeah know. so yeah we like... went with with songs that we like so yeah cute that was very cute and like it's very you guys i like it yeah, yeah. Oh, i dig it and i, I wouldn't have guessed that to, to have a nosferatu <laughs> table uh, anyway <laughs> welcome to wedding bells the uh show where naomi and i basically just catch up chat shit uh with the pretense <laughs> that we talk about movies uh in the in-between no we will talk mm-hmm. about movies we're gonna we'll move on i'm sure there's gonna be many a side a side a breakout in this one uh oh, yeah. to strap in um but yeah i can't believe we're at the end of this series already mm-hmm. we've talked about some really great movies and 27 yeah. dresses and my best friend's wedding <laughs> um <laughs> pleased to i'm pleased to be here should we mm-hmm. should we get cracking with the the movie because we do have we do have some stuff to talk about and i'm sure yeah. i'm gonna derail us again um mm-hmm. so let me get my my final synopsis time jingle um oh i'm kind of kind of sad <laughs> i can't believe it's the final one there, there won't be a synopsis time jingle on the day of the wedding <laughs> oh so Oh, Maybe. for your speeches? I think you oh, should definitely be... team up with the Wedding Boy and, and make a jingle just for your speeches. Oh, that's such a good name for him, Wedding Boy. Yeah, Jingle Boy and Wedding Boy. Anyway, <laughs> sidebar, off the topic. Boop, 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 boop. Okay. <laughs> when I watch stuff, well, I know it's going to be, it's going to be a movie for us to review. And when it's garbage, yeah, I know it's gonna be, it's gonna be an episode for me and you. But I would watch 500 films and I would watch 500 more just to find the perfect trash from Cop movie for us to both adore. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, I think we need, like, a standing ovation for that, please, Jingle Boy. Jingle like, Boy, put in, g- g- applaud me. Please, like <laughs> the most, 
crazy applause that you can find. That was beautiful. Made that shit up to date. (laughs) (laughs) Spectacular. Truly spectacular. I loved every second of it. Uh, And do you know what? Did it take me that long to get it this time? That's good. Good. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, today we're talking about Netflix's 2022 film um, Wedding Season. Um, And the synopsis kind of goes like this. Pressured by their parents to find spouses, Asha and Ravi pretend to date during a summer of weddings, only to find themselves falling for each other. Pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah it's pretty accurate. I mean, that is what happens in the movie. So well that done. is what happens. Yeah. Much better than Netflix's normal standard of uh, synopsis. <laughs> well done, Netflix. They've put the character names in. They never do that. Weird. I know. That is kind of weird, actually. Yeah, but like, this fine. film is... Still very Netflixy in terms of like rom coms and what we look for and stuff, but yeah. it's also quite different as well. Like it really is, yeah. Yeah, I, I think because of the obviously the traditions in this movie, a lot of the mm-hmm. movies that we have reviewed, um, just in general, tend mm-hmm. to be very white. You know, just yeah. very white. Let's not call it what it isn't. It's very white, it's very <laughs> Western, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of tainted what we look for you know a little bit mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. it was really nice to have something that was different and um, but mm-hmm. was still very true to you know i'm sure that it, every religious ceremony is going to be different every ceremony is going to be different but mm-hmm. like effectively you get married and you have a party that's kind of what happens <laughs> irrespective of your religion um uh-huh. so yeah it i really enjoyed it it was like very fun and lighthearted. this one mm-hmm. felt the most christmas movie to me which was Mm. weird because it was Mm -hmm. you know not christmas at all and not you know christian Mm -hmm. celebrations um yeah it was it was really festive though right like it just had a lot of festivities so it was really yeah yeah. celebratory Mm -hmm. decorated and the costumes were colorful and extravagant Mm -hmm. it felt very you know, it just felt very Christmas movie. Like it was very, <laughs> it just was. It just kind of crazy. It really reminded me of Love Hard, another movie that we both really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Similar stories, similar vibes. Um, less running around grabbing newspapers on like a Sunday morning. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was really fun. Uh, before we kind of like get into the fun of the film, though, let's talk yep. about our who's who of who will be this time. Yeah. Um, great. Yeah, because I th- feel like these actors were amazing. Um, they were really great. Yeah, I really enjoyed yeah, them. Absolutely. So first up, we had Pallavi Sharda as Asha. Um, so this seems to be her first sort of like Hollywood-ish credit. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is an international film and theatre actor, and she's also a classical Indian dancer. Um, so she's actually done a lot of her international acting in Australia as well. Oh, great. Amazing. Yeah, so she was in um, Australian lockdown comedy Retrograde in 2020, and then she was also in Les Norton with Rebel Wilson in 2019 as well. Oh, cool. Um, and then this kind of seemed to be her next thing after lockdown stuff. Um, and then we've also got Shiraz Sharma as Ravi. He was Pi Patel in Life of Pi in 2012. Of course um, he was. Yeah. 
And then he's also been in Homeland and How I Met Your Father, the 2022 reboot of How I Met Your Mother, um, which I watched a little while ago. And you know what? It's it's not bad. I can see how it is an adaptation of How I Met Your Mother. Um, okay. With, without the, the gross and overt sexual harassment and yeah. toxic masculinity. Like it is yeah. different That's from good. that, which is nice. Yeah. Good. I, I'm glad if they have taken out the things of How I Met Your Mother that I didn't like. That sounds mm. good to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've not seen either of them. I think it's interesting because a lot of the movies, obviously, we've been doing a progression of movies from throughout our existence, right? Starting in yeah. 1994. So a lot of those actors have obviously done quite a lot since then. Mm. Whereas this movie only came out last year. So I'm yeah. sure that we are going to see both of these actors in things in the future and go, mm-hmm. is that is that thingy from wedding season um so i look yeah. forward to doing that because i think they both did a great job um mm-hmm. they're both very attractive which certainly helped um, yes <laughs> yeah it was a very wedding wedding movie it hit a lot mm-hmm. of uh what we're looking for a hundred percent like it definitely is one of like the i don't know the one that kind of gave us the most wedding criteria without us ever really deciding what our wedding criteria was this season. So, you know, yeah. if you stuck with us through that, thank you. Um, we still don't really know how to rank these wedding movies in that yeah. way. Arbitrarily, um, it's fine. Yeah, as as per usual. Um, but yeah, it had so many weddings. Like, obviously, 27 Dresses is probably like our highest ranked one. Uh, but this one had 14. Like, whether or not we that saw is- all 14... There was yeah. 14 weddings in there. Well, and no, that so there is a was, lot. She said she was invited to 19. Mm, and he mm-hmm. was invited to 16. But they had 14 that were the same. And she yeah. was like, I did the math. The math is right. And I was like, "That's I don't know what math you did to get the answer no. of 14 <laughs> from 16 and 19. But okay. Um, it was, but it, it, regardless of that, it was a lot of weddings and obviously mm-hmm. building up to like her sister's wedding being the big one and uh, and all of that, which adds momentum. It kind of means obviously the really significant thing is going to mm-hmm. happen. Because that was the thing with 27 dresses, right? The, the mm-hmm. significant thing where they were like, I love you, which happened at someone else's wedding. Number yeah. one, rude. Don't <laughs> announce your love at my wedding. Do it after. It's fine. Or if you are going to do it, don't <laughs> let me see you. That has been sidebar sorry to already derail us <laughs> the amount of people i've said i was like look i don't care if you talk about the football if you talk about politics you can uh-huh. talk about a whole number of things that i really don't want being around my wedding mm-hmm. just don't let me catch you that's it that's all you gotta do just make sure i am not in ish just give yourself a cursory <laughs> glance around before you talk about something that you if the you know wrestling just make sure i'm not right fucking there okay <laughs> just like you know i'm cool with you to talk about it but if i show up you know, to, move, let's move on to me. Yeah. Talk about me. Talk about how great I am and how aw- awesome time you're having. Uh, yeah. End of sidebar. No, it's it, it, I half joke, <laughs> but also it's fully. Well, just don't let me catch you. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, but uh, I don't yeah, think any really of your friends have like the audacity to like propose at your wedding. That'd be pretty crazy. I mean, that is definitely like. That is up there for what I would not like to happen. Mm. Or if it was going to happen in some way. Because like Sam and I, sorry, wedding boy and I said (laughs) I love you for the first time after a wedding that we had been to. We've been to our friend's wedding and it was like in the evening and and stuff Mm -hmm. had happened or whatever. But it was like 
after their wedding not when mm-hmm. everyone was there not when everyone it wasn't about anyone else it just like yeah. happened on that happened to be on that day i think mm-hmm. that is totally fine right you realize you love someone and you have to tell them that's great but don't grab the microphone okay like i'm mm. not really for mm-hmm. that um sidebar anyway just in case anyone was listening and was planning to <laughs> pop a question uh maybe put your knee back up uh, put that box away <laughs> wait till the 4th of june okay um <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's entirely fair. So, Dave, about you. So many. It's not about someone else's proposal. Yeah. It's good. Well, it's about me and Sam, obviously, but it's mainly about me. Let's not lie about this. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But how many rants is that now? Three? Anyway, uh, yeah, well, let's talk about this film. So, yeah, 14 weddings, way too many. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of dresses, beautiful costuming. I yeah. I was having a great time. All of the costumes in this movie looked expensive. They mm-hmm. looked like it, I loved the. I, I've always loved the the kind of aesthetic of. I don't know much about like Indian weddings culturally, but uh, the aesthetic of all, of it has mm-hmm. always been like something that's really fascinated me. I've always thought it was really beautiful. The the jewelry, the reds, the golds, like oh, mm-hmm. just just I love it very very much. And yeah. heaps of cake, which is also so a much bonus. Yeah. No, the dresses were beautiful. Like, some top moments in the movie, like, when she's in the montage with Ravi and they're going through the weddings and stuff, and she has this, like, royal blue sari on, and I'm like, oh. yes, please. Oh, where can I get that colour for, like, everything that I wear in yeah. the future? Um, But, like, yeah, so, so many beautiful costumes. Like, she had some really beautiful dresses. There was, like, the backless red dress when her and Ravi are in his apartment yeah. for the first time. Oh, yes, please. Where can I find that? I mean, yeah. it doesn't really work with the, the chest that I'm supporting, but, you know, I can find tape. We can adapt it's fine. it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it'll be all right. Um, but yeah, it's like really, really great stuff. Um, there was a lot of judgment and inappropriate questions about marriage and the future and stuff, which, mm-hmm. you know, we expect in wedding rom-coms anyway. And from my understanding, that is very normal for Indian uh like communities anyway to be quite like involved in young people's lives and Mm -hmm. their futures and just to be able to like speak about that openly um yeah and well like i I appreciate the openness Mm -hmm. it still was quite inappropriate because you know the asha and ravi two young independent people who have lives of their own and to be honest are probably smart enough to figure out together yeah Uh, it's it's a weird lack of trust thing I, mm. I don't know. I mean, with uh, a slight sidebar, with arranged marriages, uh, I saw mm-hmm. someone on, uh, I can't remember, being interviewed online and talking about, you know, the the concept of arranged marriages. And she said, oh, I, I mean, I went and found my own husband and he's fine. But my sister, she had an arranged marriage and she has, a, you know, a really big house and three fancy <laughs> cars and a dead mother-in-law. And I was like, that is just the most <laughs> ridiculous criteria. <laughs> so, yeah, just wanted to share uh... that little tidbit. Um, what a comparison <laughs> amazing I found my own husband like, but my sister's having a great time with her dead mother yeah <laughs> I mean that's very if, Christmas film that's very yeah Christmas oh film. dead parents with everyone drink um yeah 100% it, it made me laugh a lot like uh it, it, when I heard that but also in this film it kind of it was like that feels very reminiscent because all of the mm. aunties and the mums. I mean, also his dad particularly, which was kind of nice that it wasn't just the mums being yes. you know, vilified in this controlling. You have to make a good match. Uh, you've mm-hmm. disappointed us because you haven't, you know, finished your degree and whatever. I'm glad mm-hmm. it isn't 
just the mothers because I think a lot of women get vilified in like these kind of mm-hmm. romantic comedy movies and I don't really like that I mean I yeah. know sometimes with the men it adds a weird vibe or whatever but like mm. I just feel like it's really cheap that the mom is always the villain like I just feel yeah. like you know um mm-hmm. so it was I, I you know obviously there was a lot of women in this who were meddling yeah. and controlling and stuff but it was I was pleased that it wasn't just two mums mm-hmm. being you know the ones that everyone's like ugh ah and it was balanced mm-hmm. in some way so yeah yeah no I totally agree with that like towards the end of the film I did kind of feel like that a little bit but then you know when uh Sunita Ash's mum like bears her truth and like shares the actual story of how she came to be with Ash's uh, father and stuff I felt like that at least was many points back because at least they reached some kind of understanding and like you know the truth was out there and stuff but uh yeah at at various points I was like "Mm, maybe leaning a bit too heavily on the crazy mother trope maybe we need to talk about like the crazy dad trope a little bit as well um but yeah no overall I think everybody like all of the women meddlesome and otherwise were really fleshed out um yeah 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 i feel like everyone had a personality though Mm -hmm. i do have to another christmas movie classic of her having a really random job that i'm not sure what it is (laughs) um i really loved her job storyline actually Um, oh did you okay great yeah i like there's something really powerful in highlighting microloans and the impact that they have on mm-hmm. people in Southeast Asia, but well, obviously like across the world, but like specifically in Southeast Asia for this film. Um and obviously like the title is generic, as we've come to expect in these films anyway, that that would be weird if they didn't have that kind of trope. But I really yeah. like the fact that they let the microloan story breathe on its own and mm-hmm. like they highlighted the importance of it and also kind of highlight the importance of her job in general, like to her as a person and stuff. Yeah. And like, it was nice that at no point did she have to shift focus to having a husband and kids. Like she was still quite determined to continue pursuing yeah. her career and stuff. So yeah, I really liked that storyline. I felt like with the, focus on microloans and again like their global impact and stuff there was a bit more depth to it than normal because usually like we'd see someone at their job and you know the first couple of scenes and then we'd never see them at work again whereas like at least it was consistent and she always seemed to be making progress and you know eventually she gets promoted and she gets to go and like work in London and stuff so yeah yeah I I quite liked this portrayal of a working woman for once I I, I liked it more by the end. I was still mm. like, I don't really know mm-hmm. what your job is. But but what, after she has the conversation with her dad and her dad kind of shares, like, it was really nice because they actually mm-hmm. solved a lot of these issues in this movie with communication, a thing that's yeah. not very prevalent in uh, a lot of these rom-coms. And mm-hmm. her dad's talking about his experience being, you know, yeah. he was in the same field and he would be overlooked because of the color of his skin. And that was like, mm-hmm. obviously a very real story that still yeah. happens to this day. And like, there's, you know, can go on and on forever about how ridiculous the injustice is and what mm-hmm. stupidity there is. Anyway, um <laughs> haha lighthearted wedding podcast. Um but I really I really enjoyed them mm. having that kind of discussion and you know no one's tried to stop her from going. Like that was no. the thing. It was mm-hmm. never like and I think that was a really good thing because there's loads of times where 
she has the opportunity to go and do something but she decides to stay in the small town to be with mm-hmm. the dude and in this one it was very like if you want to be with me you gotta come with me like get mm-hmm. on board and even her parents who were sad to see her go and wanted her to be engaged before she left or whatever mm-hmm. it was were like you know sad to see her go but weren't mm-hmm. necessarily trying to be like no you can't go and doing mm-hmm. malicious things to ruin her chances or anything so they no, seem to respect that she had worked for it and that she did mm-hmm. deserve it yeah which again you're right is a completely different trope that we, like than we would have seen even i would say before the pandemic like i really do feel like this is a a really good example of a cultural shift like mm-hmm. just in general because there's so many people being vulnerable and communicating throughout this and like i imagine from again we kind of touched on like generational trauma uh in our crazy rich asians episode which we did last mm-hmm. week um but like i feel like they do a lot to heal that or show how people can heal that without it feeling forced or ham-fisted like obviously like the conversations in real life never actually play out like this you generally have to revisit these things and even in the film while it's just one solitary conversation and it seems like the problems are kind of solved you can tell that they've revisited these issues multiple times um and I suppose like obviously with it being a film and it encapsulating like a moment in time you have to like show that resolution anyway but I think they did it really really well like I love the fact that all of the men got to talk about their mm-hmm. like barriers and issues and things that they've overcome as well um you know like I felt like it was a really sensitive portrayal of masculinity without them feeling too I don't know like going the other way like they were too feminine Do you know what I mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah so like I feel like they've achieved a really good balance with all of the communication in this film. Because like yeah. even down to Ravi and Asha's like argument after the truth comes out that he didn't graduate oh. from MIT and all of this kind of stuff, like yeah. they're still pretty clear in their communication as to like what the problem actually is. And the problem is that he lied in the first place and she'd like it was never the problem that he'd like didn't graduate yeah. or you know what school he went to or anything like that she's just yeah. upset that he lied and the 100%. thing is like yeah and like the the shame in that scene is more that asha doesn't actually listen to what ravi has to say for me mm-hmm. um but again i still yeah. feel like it's a really clear and direct portrayal of like how you try and communicate with someone or like a more ideal form of communication with people is like don't play games just yeah. talk about the thing yeah I think that's definitely the case as well because she was quite up for like it, to mm-hmm. an awkward degree in her first you know when they go out <laughs> yeah. and meet yeah. the first time and stuff and she's like obviously she's like what the fuck ever like I don't really care I'm not interested mm-hmm. in dating I don't really want to do that which is like 99% of the time where people actually meet someone uh, mm-hmm. is when they're like no I'm good I don't want to meet anyone uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so crazy you're actively <laughs> looking for a partner very difficult to find if you're like you know what I'm good actually a partner would complicate things in my life and I'm really busy that's when they're like yeah, hello there that. <laughs> and you're like dang it <laughs> their way in. Um, 100% yeah um, <laughs> and it's it's I was very pleased by like, I mean, she was super forthright and I respect mm-hmm. that because I've gone like, I think having, be, you know, 
I don't think that I'm getting married at an old age because I'm 30, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But I do think that I've, I have friends of mine who got married when they were a lot, lot younger and some of mm-hmm. them have worked out, some of them haven't and that's, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. I do feel like when you get to a certain point where you have like a serious relationship and then you have a breakup afterwards in mm. your like late 20s or whatever, when I, you know, met wedding boy, I was very upfront about my baggage. I was like, these mm. are the things that caused issues in the past. If these are any mm-hmm. of these are a deal breaker for you, let's just, you know, clear the air now. I mean, it wasn't like first thing on the first date or whatever, but I was pretty <laughs> upfront with like a lot yeah. of it to be like, these are the things that are just as they are in my life and mm-hmm. I can't change. And if you can't deal with that, then it's like, mm-hmm. you know, then then let's end this here before we both get upset. Mm-hmm. Um and I do, I kind of see that in her where she was like, mm-hmm. I know your mum made your, I know your parents made your profile. You know, my parents made my profile. Here's mm-hmm. the real tea. This is my situation, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was a shame that he wasn't as honest. Mm-hmm. I think that was mm-hmm. really his. Um... But I don't think he was dishonest necessarily because he wanted her to think he had graduated MIT I think she had been told that he graduated MIT and it's awkward to bring that up yeah yeah so he just hadn't but at the same Mm -hmm. time it was like oh but maybe you should bring that up but then they're fake dating and whatever Mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah it's complicated so any of these fake relationship things always make things very weird and complicated it sounds like fun and it's like a good idea and it never ever ever is so no it never works out it's why like the Ash is upset at Ravi lying is a bit difficult to swallow because you're like, you guys have both been lying this entire time. Um, yeah. I don't know, you've like had your conversation where you're like, well, we'll just get together and it'll be fine. But like, even still, it wasn't a super duper honest conversation. Um, yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. I still like that despite all of their issues, yeah, they're they're very good at effective communication which is Mm -hmm. difficult and do you know what I think it's even more difficult to portray in an exciting way but I didn't lose any interest in it like I still wanted to know how they were going to solve the problem if they were going to get back together um and all of that stuff like I I agree with you I think yeah at a certain point um and maybe especially for like women and femme people like they're you do have to just become really direct about what you want. Like I remember being very direct with Jingle Boy because like I'd just gotten out of a long-term relationship and it was hard and I did, like it wasn't a waste of time, but I also felt like I'd wasted my time and I didn't want to do that again. So I was like, well, here's what I want. Um, Either you're on board or like we're going to have to figure out how we still hang out after this. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, uh, interesting but i do feel like again it's accurate to the time yeah i think so too i mean i wonder if we'll look back at any of the things in this movie in like you know five years or whatever and feel differently Mm -hmm. about them um Mm -hmm. yeah i i i really hope this also launches uh, a kind of resurgence in wedding movies because we've seen a couple over the last few years there was a big gap you know after uh stuff kind of got banned there there wasn't as many rom-coms kicking Mm -hmm. about but uh this one is very I, I I did like it a lot actually. Um, yeah. Despite its issues, but there always has mm-hmm. to be some kind of conflict. Otherwise, it's just watching people fall in love for, <laughs> for like an hour and a half. Yeah, which is not what you want. Like you do need some yeah. tension. Like again, I think they created some good tension. With the fact that like Ravi had his international DJing career and 
Uh, obviously, Asha then got a promotion and was moving to London, and there's no guarantee that she wouldn't eventually move to like Singapore or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think there's plenty of places that they had tension. Um, I don't know necessarily how much they needed the additional tension of like because I think he also lied about. Oh no, no, did he lie? I think he just kept the MIT thing covered up as well because of respect for his parents and like there was already yeah. a lot of like parental guilt and guilt tripping oh, in this yeah. film like mm, it was intense um but even still i felt like both asha and ravi well for some occasions they would try and do like what would make their lives easier they still maintain pretty good boundaries about what they wanted yeah which i think is quite difficult and uh, again at least from like my understanding of like reading about Indian culture and those relationships and things like that, it's difficult to do that yeah. without, you know, doing the the whole good girl good uh, good girl trope and yeah. being a model child and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, like it's very much like um, uh, Jane in Twenty Seven Dresses. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it's that kind of thing of boundaries are important mm. and they are ha- often hard to set up. Mm-hmm. Um, Particularly for women and, and femme presenting individuals. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, I, I, I do want to talk about another Christmas movie trope. We have a Jake mm. in this movie. Uh, the most common <laughs> yes, names in Christmas movies. <laughs> um, which is, I, I did really like that. I mean, I don't know whether I just missed this in subtext, but it didn't seem like they were hugely... You know, they weren't like forbidding her from marrying this guy because he was white or anything. Like the family seemed to just be pleased that she was getting married. Um, mm, and more mm-hmm. of the issue was like she was concerned that he was losing himself by trying to please, yeah, her parents rather than her for the wedding. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, she wasn't like he was trying his best. God damn it! It's like so clear that he mm-hmm. loved her so much, and he was just trying to do what he thought was the right thing but wasn't yeah. really like listening to what she was saying and what she wanted so mm-hmm. um yeah what do you think about uh is it priya priya and yeah, jake priya and nick he's, is it he, nick? he was, oh, he was the jakest jake ever but his name was nick uh, <laughs> his name was nick this whole time, <laughs> all, of my nick notes, whole time. all about <laughs> all my notes about him say jake i was really sure his name was jake <laughs> No, his name was Nick. Um, really? Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, I dear. really like Priya and Nick's story. Cause like I imagine that for some people, the run up to your wedding does look like that. But I think for the most part, it would be the woman or femme person that would be taking on that role of disappearing yeah. into the wedding and like you know doing everything possible to like become part of a culture that you don't necessarily understand because you haven't grown up with Mm -hmm. um i felt like at times priya definitely needed to be more honest with him and be like hey stop what you're doing and listen like listen to me yeah um you know like she definitely needed to do that i thought it was super sweet that he was trying to learn hindi but obviously like a lot of Asian languages in general are very difficult to learn um, because they just operate very different to the way that a lot of Western languages do. 
Um, A lot of them are tonal or their scripts are really different. Like Chinese is a great example because it looks Mm -hmm. very different to the Roman alphabet, obviously. Um, But then, you know, like, I think they didn't want to discourage him. And I get that. But at the same time, sometimes you need to be like, okay, well, that wasn't quite right. So maybe we do more practice. Like it would have been nice to see Priya maybe give a little bit of Nick's effort back to help yeah. him integrate especially with the tension between her parents and him entering their family it's mm-hmm. also like we didn't even get that balance of like how seeing how nick's parents treated priya yeah like, absolutely that maybe would have made some difference as well yeah i, I definitely agree i think there was i i would i mean love to see uh, a kind of I don't know, maybe a, a spin-off movie or a, mm. a, a parallel movie that would have been really cool if they had done two. And one was following like Nick and Priya as they're doing mm-hmm. their challenges and the other was following like Ravi and Asher as they're doing their thing and like the movies interlinked and they had like, mm-hmm. you know, the the vibes of the same ending or whatever. Um, I think that would have been, that would be really cool. Netflix should totally do that um, yeah. and, and do two movies, release them at the same time. Right. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, we're already yeah, going to be looking at those Hallmark ones that do that. The ones about the twins. Yeah, but I don't know whether they're good. I don't know whether they're related in that way. That's a season four uh, situation oh, yeah. for yeah. sure. Um, That's going to be but, real yeah. stupid, but I'm excited. But yeah, no, it'd be lovely to see like a parallel movie because um, obviously like with the uh, stealing of the microphone at Nick and Priya's wedding and stuff, they were very much marked as secondary characters in comparison to our primary couple. Yeah, which um, kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah absolutely, because it's their day. <laughs> it's the thing. I mean, like, yeah, they've had to do uh, all the fucking legwork for it. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, give them their time. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, especially because of how much effort Nick put in. Like, the fact that he had his, like, float made into an elephant was amazing yeah. you know and just the amount of stuff that he was putting into it like the fact that he was taking bollywood dance classes and again he was yeah. taking his hindi classes and stuff like that it's like it would have been nice and like i'm not obviously like as the only white person in no 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 the secretary's also white like as one of the only white people in the film and especially because yeah. he's a white man there is a lot put onto him like you know, yeah. I, I I don't misunderstand uh, Ash's dad you know, having that distrust with Nick because he'll look like a lot of the people that held him back in his career or yeah. have abused him over the years and things like that. So I do understand that. But there's also the fact that, like, he loves Priya so much. Yeah. Like, he loves her so much. And it's a thing that I have seen a lot in... I'm going to say mixed families, like mixed culture families, is that the women or the femme people in those relationships tend to put in more effort to integrate cultures, whereas this is very much Nick trying to integrate cultures, you know? So it's it's a nice switch on the trope, but I do understand why there is distrust or disdain for Nick and his presence. Like, Yeah, Yeah. I think it was interesting to me the kind of mum's angle on this because later on obviously mm. they're having that conversation and she opens up that she had this kind of boyfriend previously who was you know mm-hmm. her first love and she was forbidden from marrying him and she was like mm. I wanted to make sure that my children married the people they wanted to marry so I yeah. wonder if there's like you know 
in the other in the flip side movie of this right there mm-hmm. would be scenes of conversations between the mom and the dad and the dad would be like the bad guy in Priya's story and the mom mm. would, is the bad guy in in Asha's story and, and you know the mom is there going you know I I love you and I you know I'm very glad with the life that we have together but mm-hmm. I was forbidden from who I wanted to marry at first mm-hmm. and I don't want to I don't want to and I know what pain that caused like however happy mm-hmm. I am now does not subtract the pain that I felt then and I don't want my daughter mm-hmm. to feel that because you wouldn't accept Nick mm-hmm. um but yeah I am glad it was it was the kind of reverse where he where Nick was very into I keep wanting to call him Jake where Nick was super <laughs> super I was so convinced that his name was fucking Jake um but yeah I, that Nick was very like you know he he was dressed well and stuff mm-hmm. he was like mm-hmm. clearly trying to do everything and, and figure stuff out to be mm-hmm. um be correct and and, uh, and to do what he felt was the right thing even if mm-hmm. Priya was like I kind of just want you to be you and not want mm-hmm. you to be this version of you that to please like you should be doing stuff to please me at our wedding not mm. my parents and like yeah I think that was like where Nick Jake Jake Nick whatever missed the mark hmm <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that that's right, and like that's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a theme that carries through the film as well. Is trying yeah. to do stuff to please you with, like, without having to worry so much about your parents, because like there's there's a lot of emphasis on, like, responsibility and filial piety and all of that kind of stuff. Like, actually making sure that your parents are served and served well. Like, there's just a lot of pressure to carry around all the time. Like. You know, that kind of comes to head when Asha and Ravi go to the uh, wedding between the Muslim guy and the Indian woman. I can't remember yeah. what their names were, unfortunately. But like, you know, that's a really good way to demonstrate that like people will make their own paths. Yeah. But like they will still have to potentially sacrifice something to make that happen. And that's mm. that's difficult to see. And like, it's a good question for Asha and Ravi to face. Um, yeah. it's a question that kind of hangs over Nick and Priya's relationship as well. Um, yeah. cause their parents, like if this had been perhaps even five to like 10 years earlier, I imagine that there would have been a lot more conflict around that. Like I imagine yeah. that Priya and her parents may not have spoken for quite a while after they found out that she was dating a white guy or that she'd moved yeah. in without telling them and that kind of thing. Um, so their wedding in an alternative reality could have yeah. been much worse. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I'm I'm really glad that that wasn't the the case. Um, mm-hmm. Of the two couples to follow, I think Ashi, uh, Asher and Ravi's uh, relationship provided the most interesting story. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. the pre. While I would love the Priya and Nick Jake one, um, I do think that would hearken on it would be basically uh, my big fat greek wedding like that yeah. was kind, you know, it's kind of that um yeah which is why i want it to exist um but it wouldn't do anything like kind of new um mm-hmm. but i really loved i know that in like a lot of bollywood movies music and dancing is so prevalent um mm-hmm. and i really loved the music of this film i think they did a really great job yeah. like with the soundtrack it felt like modern and fresh and lively mm-hmm. and not kind of weird to, like I don't think I'm going to look back on it in the my best friend's wedding why mm-hmm. is there this whole song intro thing yeah. um and I liked the kind of parallels of the start 
uh, mm. the start and the ending and, and yes. all, you know, all of them dancing yeah. together and the showing of them gaining affection for each other by the fact by the end they're happily dancing at weddings together without any mm-hmm. forcing and shoving and that was a really beautiful way to kind of symbolize their growing affections um, yeah yeah it made me mm-hmm. very pleased no it was a, it was a great film like I, i've seen it before we watched it before we agreed to watch it and i loved it the first time around but actually like you know thinking a bit more critically about it i think i might love it more this time like oh really yeah also like you know just a quick shout out for ash's hair which was flawless in like every scene so beautiful like she has gorgeous hair i'm very jealous i don't think my hair could ever grow that long (laughs) yeah oh can i ask you one question though Mm. i was so sure her fucking ex-fiance was gonna appear right but he they doesn't. were talking about him a lot for how mm-hmm. little he had to do with this movie. It was kind mm-hmm. of, it was, yeah, definitely bizarre. Uh, I was really sure he would show up and that he was going to be the villain and stuff. And like, yeah, know. so was I. Yeah. And like, if this had been our usual sort of like holiday rom-com, he would have. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Oh, there's always a shitty fiance to torment, you know. The, yeah. the love interests a hundred percent yeah because like he I, I expected him to be at the like benefit thing and just to kind of like yeah. appear out of nowhere um and then obviously like ravi would have been djing and seen them together and oh yeah like, just oh. after then almost kiss yeah a hundred percent yeah um but no he wasn't there i think it's really interesting like i don't know if, if uh you're parents have been guilty of this but i know that in the past my parents have been very guilty of bringing up exes around like current partners oh it's a my thing god that i'm like i super don't thankful know why my mom do no this. longer does this but yeah like for years and years up until like my last sort of uh yeah, relationship I mean, in, front, in front of my in-laws <laughs> i'm just like this is not necessary these people are not in my life and they do not need to be mm-hmm. mentioned. Why? It's like some yeah. of them, I forgot I they even existed. They mentioned a name yeah. and I'm like, who? <laughs> oh, right. Oh, that. Okay, sure. That seems like a random choice, but fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, uh, it, it, it happened to the point where I may have mentioned to my mum, uh, yeah. asked her, you know, just being like, I-, I get it, but like, can you just avoid stories mm-hmm. about... Mm-hmm previous relationships i don't think it's really the vibe and she's like oh no i was going for like silly fun childhood stories i'm like i'm sure there's gonna be some trauma in that but that's fine i'll deal with that um (laughs) but yeah it was i don't uh, know why they do that though like to be fair that's such a choice (laughs) yeah it's like i uh i I know that that's how my mum like i know that that's how my mum likes jingle boy she doesn't mention anybody else and i'm like fucking yeah. finally like yeah yeah yay. done it right We've now moved past this brilliant Perfect. um yeah no no notes from my mom on that one but um yeah like i think it's kind of that but also like there is an extra layer with the fact that asha was engaged to krish um yeah. so like i don't know a long-term relationship breakup is already shitty enough i can't imagine having to like break up an engagement um yeah. especially if you've been planning that wedding and stuff as well um, oh, money has gone into it and think mm. you know that adds a lot of pressure to the situation so yeah, yeah. bad yeah. times but i think that that's probably what it was because like she also calls krish like 
what, the most eligible brown bachelor in the yeah. area as well, yeah. or in New York City. Um, so, yeah, I think there's, like, a lot of different bits to why he would come up, but it didn't seem like... It wasn't totally Asha relevant. wanted to play any mind to it. Like, she just kind of went, why are we talking about this again? Which I think is a good response, because, like, yeah. it's not like she was pining over him or, like, she let him become this, like, phantom of an alternative amazing life that she could have had like yeah she does seem to be invested in the life with ravi that she's building yeah absolutely i mean her Mm -hmm. motivations were very clear throughout this whole thing that her Mm -hmm. motivations was was her career and that wasn't to fill the void of loneliness she had from not being married but was Mm -hmm. to feel accomplished in herself and what she can achieve and i think that was why Mm -hmm. she was upset that he had invested right because i'm sure Mm -hmm. a lot of people would have been like oh well he just like invested he wanted you to have the thing and it was like yeah but she didn't Mm -hmm. work for that right she's done the work for it and then it's like yeah it it feels kind of patronizing you know Mm -hmm. to be like Mm -hmm you're just going to invest in me i didn't even give you a presentation you don't know what you're investing in like i'm mm-hmm. you know this isn't well, well i'm pleased to have you know the money it makes does good things right so mm-hmm. a lot of people would be like oh well you know that but it is fully the principle of being like mm-hmm. she was already working to get the funding she got yeah. the funding and then he topped up the funding that she had or whatever so it was yeah. like clear that the pro he had already started the process of giving her the money and it was mm-hmm. like oh what are you and you've scheduled it to come in the day of her Singapore thing. So if that's mm, go well, mm. what she gets a random investment from you. Like mm. weird. it was seemed like a weird choice. I would have really loved it. Had it been like, she didn't get a second meeting with Singapore, but like mm. this company called Red Star were interested. And like he, the board had been sent for this company and stuff. Mm. And he mm-hmm. wasn't there. He was not present. He was like, look, I just found out about this thing. Send the rest of the board there. Kept it very separate so that later mm-hmm. on she can be like, you set that meeting up. And he'll, he can be like, yeah, I thought what you were doing was really good. And I wanted to... Mm-hmm. I wanted to to help, but I didn't want you to think I was wanting to help just because of you and not because I believed in the thing. And I think that mm-hmm. would have given it like a, just a nicer kind of feeling to it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Also, I love that her personality trait was that she was really good at maths. Uh, that made me laugh a lot. <laughs> Just a, a complete juxtaposition with me. He literally like <laughs> fucked up the early release of our casual it's series fine. after i planned it all I and know. counted it and double checked the maths and like literally had my finger on a calendar i, I just i can't with myself with this i don't know why you like, gave why? yourself this early this work to do so early but yeah i mean <sighs> I, I i appreciate it i do uh, i very much do i just I, need someone to check my maths that's it okay, i just need to ask fair. people to check my maths from now on that's, that's, that's totally all i gotta fair. do totally reasonable. But yeah no she did sums in her head and i'm like yeah uh, she's good at maths he's good (laughs) at spelling can i make it any more obvious um (laughs) i'm sure all the loud poets will really appreciate that yeah (laughs) because they all definitely listen to this i hope Um, so yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Um, what do you think how many gold rings are you looking at uh yeah i'm gonna go 4.5 I am. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I actually mm-hmm. think this is bumped. I mean, I know it's not like a ranking thing, you know, who's at the top <laughs> of the pyramid, but I think now looking, having watched this one, I think Crazy mm-hmm. Rich Asians is definitely a four and this is a 4.5. And then yeah. just staying at the top of the tower as we knew it would. <laughs> I mean, we've only done six this time, so we could actually be yeah. like, what we could rank them. 
like all. I think 27 dresses. No, my best friend's wedding's the worst. Oh, yeah. 100% 27 dresses. Mm-hmm. Four weddings and a funeral. Mm-hmm. Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. Wedding season. Mm-hmm. And my big fat Greek wedding. You yeah, think? no. I think my big fat Greek wedding, like, it's just amazing to me that it's held up so well. It's really, <laughs> like, really hard. That's it. Uh, there we go. A definitive ranking. For the first time ever, a definitive <laughs> ranking of the movies that we watched. So rare in our line of work that we, 100%. you know, take upon ourselves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you have one final wedding rant or do you feel like you've packed enough <sighs> wedding rants in there? Is there like one final thing that you want to get off your chest? I, I think I, I'm, I'm really, I'm anxious for the day. I will be real. Uh, mm-hmm. It is kind of scary to have not the the being married thing will be fine, uh, mm. and I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that very much. Um, but there's just a lot of different plates, a lot of stuff that's involved, and everyone tells mm-hmm. me, "Oh, it's fine. If it happens on the day, it won't matter." But it marries matters very, very much right now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I hope everyone has a good time. I hope things go well. I hope the mm-hmm. sun is shining. I hope everyone remember. If the sun is shining, I hope everyone remembers sun cream. Um, oh God! Yeah, just um, yeah, just uh, it's, it's been been quite a lot. I could have mm-hmm. done without a couple of vendors being difficult. That would have mm. helped. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think with a lot of them, they deal with a lot of brides. So I'm kind of like, I really hope you don't treat everyone like this because you've stressed out a lot of people. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I can't believe we're on. You know seven days this time next week i will be married uh, you will <laughs> which is really really wild uh, and wonderful so yeah i i just uh, you know thank you so much for all of your hard work to put this together to allow me a space to vent my wedding frustrations to <laughs> live vicariously through all of these movies uh, to look at the weddings i could possibly afford um <laughs> It's been a real blast. I just wanted to thank you because yeah. you've done literally all the hard work and I just show up and sing a stupid jingle out of key. Um, so I, I appreciate you. Shout out to Jingle Boy, of course, for always for uh, tirelessly listening to us and keeping in that burp that I did that one time. Um, <laughs> cheers. Uh, yeah, I just, I feel very appreciative at the moment. I'm very grateful. I feel very, mm-hmm. you know, loved. Lots of people are traveling very far to to make us, uh, to make it to the wedding and to be mm-hmm. there. And I hope everyone's flights are on time and, and the trains aren't delayed and the hotels are, are nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's really my, my, my main thing this week is I just, I hope everyone's, to get, I hope that there is no stress for anyone else just for the sake of them coming. You know, that's mm-hmm. like really what I'm hoping for. So, but all of that is out of my hands. It is in the it hands is. of the destiny. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but this has been fun. I've really enjoyed talking about all these wedding movies with you. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, well, it's, it's been great. Um, it has made me appreciate that perhaps sometimes less is more. Um, and perhaps mm. we will have a slightly reduced fourth season instead of working ourselves to death. Um, but no, thank you so much. Thank you for pitching this in the first place. Um, I think it's been hey, a great idea. What can idea. I say? I'm self-indulgent. Um. Ah, well, you know, I think if there's any point where you get to be self-indulgent, it's it's right now. So I yeah, think so. We'll- I look forward to doing another series of this for my next wedding. No, um, 
I like I didn't even think when I said that. I'm so sorry, but I was like, yeah, viral needles, those are a thing. Um yeah. I, I wasn't like throwing shade at your marriage before it No, even it's began. totally fine. Oh, it's totally fine. I do uh, uh things that I will think about in the darkness forever. No, don't um, don't let it keep you up, it's totally fine. <laughs> Oh, fourth grade yeah. spelling. Oh, shit. Anyway. Yeah. It's been great. It's been so much fun to, to talk about this. It's been really fun to, like, talk about films in a slightly different way than we normally do as well. Yeah. Like, you know, with a more critical eye, though I feel like after three seasons, we should be able to achieve that anyway. Um, I think so. Yeah. No, and, and thank yeah. you to everyone that's listened as well. Yeah, thanks um, so much. We're, we're here so much earlier than you'd all expect us. Um, so really, thank you for coming back um and yeah just just big shout outs to everyone that supports us um especially bex's cousin alex who is honestly you, our alex. biggest cheerleader <laughs> we love you alex you're great i was so excited to meet you because that even funny um it's yeah. gonna be great it's yeah. gonna be great well keep an eye on uh at jingle bells pod um <laughs> for future updates of what we're doing but also <laughs> you know we'll chuck a couple pickies up from the wedding if people are curious you can probably see a lot of wedding content on my instagram and twitter and facebook and everything which is at bex poet uh you can also catch me not doing wedding stuff where i do poetry and other things as well so feel free to head over there uh, naomi also does a lot of poetry and a lot of other mm. wonderful things uh, so you should go and support naomi what's your apps naomi i i got them wrong last time i tried to do this <laughs> Uh, I am at Naomi E-H with an underscore on everything. Great. There you go. Yeah. Beautiful. But, uh, thank you. And I look forward to us being back later this year. Yeah. And remember, it's Christmas every day at Jingle Bells. So happy <laughs> Christmas. With your head on my chest, I hope you don't mind if I say that I love you.